I believe that there's a limit to the amount of mistreatment that each person can withstand. That if you don't find a way to fight back, it'll start to eat at you from the inside. And I can't do that to myself. Can you? Being a legal gangster is about weaponizing yourself with knowledge. It's about not letting people or companies take advantage of you. It's about creating a warning label to others. Because sometimes you have to stop being the bigger person and slash their tires. Sometimes you have to fight back legally. I'm attorney Candace Colucci, and this is the podcast Legal Gangster, where we make your rights our fight. Don't get it twisted. Huh? I'm on my I am a property loss insurance claim attorney. And what that means is, is that when the big bad insurance companies try to take advantage of a homeowner or property owner by paying them peanuts on their claim, which happens pretty much all the time, my job is to come in there and then we come and adequately assess your damages for what they really are. And then we fight against the insurance company. And on an average basis, we pretty much average about 400% more money for the property owner than the insurance company paid. I come from Stetson College of Law in Gulfport, Florida, and they are the number one trial school in the country. So for 22 years in a row, they are the number one school that produces the number one advocates in the country. So those are trial litigators. So that is what I am. Don't all cases go to trial? No, all cases do not go to trial. That is a misconception. I'll tell you what another misconception is, is that all attorneys can go to trial. So that was probably one of the biggest things that I learned in law school was when we found out that the trial class, so it's a trial advocacy class, the class that you learn how to behave in a trial is a is an elective. It's not mandatory. And that most people don't take the class. So most attorneys that you meet on a day-to-day basis have either never been in trial or have no idea how to handle trial. So it was important to me when I was thinking of going to law school that um, that if that is becoming this dying art that people really aren't going to trial all that much and there's not very many people who know how to litigate in trial, that my goal should be to become a badass trial litigant. So then it will show in everything I do. Like I can tell right now when I'm going against another attorney who does not know how to handle themselves in a courtroom, it changes the way that they advocate for their client from the beginning. Like it's, it's, it's a completely hollowed threat. So I get to say like, here's a situation we can either do this or I can see you in trial. And that's where I live. Like, I am excited about going to trial. Am I happy about settling it before? Absolutely. But make no mistake that if this has to go to trial, I can come prepared and ready to do that. And I can tell the attorneys that do not have that experience or that confidence in that. And I realized that that made a huge difference. So that was the reason why I went to Stetson. And that's the reason why I put a lot of of hours and dedication and research into into learning how to be the best advocate I could be. So that's where I try to live at. I mean, that's what I hope to to be able to accomplish. And so, so far in my career, some of the things that I've been awarded is USA Today's uh, 
2020 Power Lawyers, um, the National Trial Advocacy. I am one of the top 40 um, trial attorneys under 40. Um, I am the Tampa Attorney of the Year and um, also the Academy, the American Academy of, of, of Attorneys, um, top 40 under 40. And there's a couple of other awards, but the whole idea is that is that it's ma it made it a focus of myself to be the best in the area that I can in order to be the best advocate that I can be to my clients. And I originally ever went to law school was because I learned pretty much at a, at a young age that every company that you come into contact with all day long. So if you start off the morning on the phone with your your cable company and then you go to Target and then you deal with a landlord issue or your mortgage company um, or your children's school, like all of those people, what they're normally doing, especially if they're big companies, is they are feeding and taking advantage of your lack of knowledge <clears throat> for two different reasons. One is, is that they assume you don't know the law. That's number one. And then they assume if you do know the law, you're not going to pay for an attorney to represent you in this matter. So that's where so many companies are making a massive amount of money. So if you think of like a um, some of those, I'm sure some people get those things in the letter and they're those class action lawsuits. So what those usually become, somebody somebody figured out something that a company is taking advantage of. Like I remember a long time ago with Blockbuster. Blockbuster was charging an absolutely unconstitutional. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know about Blockbuster, it's a place we all used to go to rent movies. Um, <laughs> and what Blockbuster was doing was they were they were they were charging. It was an unfair trade practices. So really, what that means is that if a company is misrepresenting something to you, um, and it can be. On, on various different levels, that is actually actionable and it's illegal and it's against the law. So what ends up happening in that situation was that they were charging a, a fee to everybody that that was a misrepresenting fee. And if you ever went into different blockbuster, everybody knows about those late fees. And so a class action lawsuit ended up taking place where they ended up having to return millions and millions of dollars of those fees. Now, all of the times you paid that fee, every single time you went in there and you fought with them and you and you paid it, you didn't know what your rights were in that situation. And had you known them and was able to even just articulate them, it would have made a huge difference. Um, not to everybody, but to most people it does. Or at least being able to fight back and say something gives you the access to a manager. Or if you're demanding to talk to their legal department, I can tell you, from an attorney's perspective, but I can also tell you from a regular person, when I say those things and I tell them that I know our rights, my rights, and I ask to speak to a supervisor, it does make a difference. A lot of times it makes a difference, but it, more than anything, it makes a difference in me not feeling so victimized. And that's really what some of this purpose was, is that I realized that, that if you feel like you're being taken advantage of, you start to feel like a victim. And that can transcend into all the different aspects of your life. And it starts to bleed over into everything. And so if we can find just small snippets of different things that we can empower you with that knowledge to go, hey, here's what your rights are. This is what you can do. This is what you can't do. And this is this is a supporting case law or statute for that. Um, then that can help transform your life. It helps to empower you to fight back against anyone at any point in time. And that can change your life. And it does. So, you know, I heard I've heard people say all the time I see them on social media where they're just like, 
they're just like, you know, you should just let it go. You should let it go. And that's where this topic of of this podcast came from. We called it Slash Slash Tires. And where that originates from is that there was this quote that said, stop being the bigger person slash their tires. And as a disclaimer to my mother, because if if I don't say this, she will be very upset, is when I say that quote, I don't mean go out and, and actually slash anyone's tire. That's not what I mean. So that's my legal disclaimer to protect ourselves. But let me tell you what it meant to me and what I hope it means to other people is that sometimes life requires you to do something back to what people are doing to you to not just let it go. That happens to be a quote I hate. I hate it when they're like, let it go, just let it go. Like, you know, yeah, like, like, just, just let it go. Um, you know, oh, that person was rude to you. Oh, they took advantage of you. Oh, they've overcharged you. Like, it's too much stress on you. Let it go. Let me tell you, I don't let much of anything go. And I can tell you that it empowers me. And I walk through life every day thinking, I'm ready for you to mess with me. So that's really what it is. It's like, it's like, stop always trying to be that bigger person and let it go. And sometimes fighting back is really what you should be doing. And I'll tell you, you'll feel better for it. So we have clients and I really tried to do this to my practice, which was when I, when clients come to me with a problem, I have no problem with giving them the information that they need, telling them where it came from. And even sometimes not, not wanting any type of retain or anything like that, like saying, hey, here's the information for you. If you go and use it and, and it makes the situation better for you, okay. I don't want you to have to pay for an attorney if you don't have to. I, I want you to feel empowered yourself with the information. So I've had so many people, and that was probably the most rewarding thing about being an attorney was the people who came to me and asked for information and I gave it to them, we gave information on, on, we've given it on Facebook. I've given it on phone calls. When I do a radio show and people call in, we give it to them. I love it when they come back and they're like, Candace, you told me X, Y, and Z. And I went and said this to so-and-so, and this is what happened. I'm perfectly fine. I don't need your help now. That to me is a win. Like that to me is the most amazing thing. Um, I hate that people have to pay a bunch of money to attorneys just to get sometimes just a little bit of legal information. So that's really the purpose of this. Like, can we get some information to you guys in the areas that you guys need information? So like reading some of those questions that you guys have sent to us and saying, here's what you guys have asked. Here is, here is a guest that can talk about that. Um, and can you use that information for anything as a, as a starting point to feel less victimized in life? And can that make a difference for you? So that's really like the goal of this. And that's what I hope that people can get from this type of communication, I would say. One of the inspirational speakers that I have listened to is Rachel Hollis. And <clears throat> I went to Rachel Hollis's Live Rise conference and it was phenomenal. And I was, I'm not really a person that listens to those things and feels like I need to hear somebody in the morning going, you are this and you're going to be amazing today. And today's going to be a fantastic day. What and I heard you in the bathroom and, in front of the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> you are beautiful. <laughs> um, so you're smart. I've never been that type of person that, that kind of listens, listens to that. And so 
I ended up getting connected to this conference through a mutual friend who was like, I need someone to go with. Will you go with me? And I'm like, you know, I ordered a favor. And so I was like, yes, I will go. And we went. And what I realized was, and it was heartbreaking, I, w- I will definitely say is that I don't think I realized how, <laughs> I don't think I realized. <laughs> I didn't know we were getting all emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I didn't realize how many people, specifically women, um, felt so just like deteriorated and the skin that they were in. And that for me was, was probably the most like just life changing thing I had ever experienced. It wasn't that I went there to feel more self-confidence because I, because of how I've been always with, with researching things myself. And if someone tells me something, I mean, I've always been like this since I was in, in, elementary middle school you can ask my teachers they will be the first person to tell you her big mouth was always contradicting what was being said in class constantly was always in the corner of the room because I've talked back and I'd be like no you said on Tuesday this is going to be the thing so I've always been an advocate and I remember that's the only reason why I had thought law was the way was because all my teachers like they will be like you're going to end up in jail or you're going to end up as an attorney that was always it they were just like you don't know when to stop that was one thing I always heard like you don't know when to stop you don't know when to shut up like and so, but I never felt, I never felt defeated by that. I was just like, no, that's the way it should be. And a lot of times it, it, it went over well. Like I would, I would fight a teacher on a, on a, on a question that I knew the answer was correct. So I always was that kind of person. So self-confidence wise, I felt like I didn't necessarily need a boost in that area. So that conference to me was shocking that so many just gorgeous, amazing women felt like they were nothing. They felt that they hadn't achieved the things in their life that they wanted to achieve. They felt fat. They felt depressed. Um, she had asked a question to the whole group about who felt suicidal. And that was like shocking to me. And so what I realized that what she was trying to do is she did a really good job of talking to people individually and saying to them, you are not those things. You are X, Y, and Z. You are a good mother. You are this. And what I felt when we kind of broke up into small groups and I was talking to people is I felt, how do we, instead of just telling them that, like, you are these things, how do we make them believe that they're true? And what I realized was, is if you can teach them things that empower them and they learn how to stand up for themselves in one area, it just one, it changes the way that they live the rest of the day. And everything. So like one of the examples that like, like that I felt is one of the times, like if you think about someone who's going to Target, right? Your kids want all this stuff and you buy a bunch of crap that you don't need at Target, which happens all the time. And you come back. Yeah. Or Ross. (laughs) I may say Ross because it love me some Ross and TJ Maxx. But And you go to return it and you get there at day 31. I know everybody knows this day. It's day 31, 32. You're like looking at your receipt and the back of it says we only accept returns for within 30 days. You get to the counter if you waited that entire line. You're standing there at that Target register and you're in front of Target. Like this person who's working there with this bright red shirt on. There's a whole line of these people who are waiting behind you. A whole line of people that are working there. And like almost like as if it's louder than everything else. They're like they can't wait to tell you. They've been waiting for this. They've been waiting to tell somebody that you're at 32 days girlfriend and you ain't getting this return 
And what it does to you in that moment is it deflates you, right? So you start your day off deflated and then you go home and something else happens and that deflates you. And then when something else takes place, that continues to deplete you. And so what happens to your self-esteem there? Because self-esteem is a, is, is a collective, but it can, it can take place with one thing that breaks you down. So what ends up happening is your entire self-esteem just gets crumbled and it, it's difficult for you to take on any of the tasks throughout the day. So if I could change one thing in that day, like that target situation, and I can tell you exactly how we can change that. Um, it changes everything. So at Target, instead of you walking away embarrassed, now you say to them, actually, let me explain something to you that I've learned, is that there's something called the UCC, the Uniform Commercial Code. And what that does is it it's the, it's the overarching law that actually regulates goods, the purchases of goods. And that law trumps almost everything. So it means it trumps your little law that you've written on the back of this crappy receipt that I could barely find um, that's all ripped up. Um, so it trumps that law. And what that does, it actually says that I have the right to reject these goods if they're non-conforming, meaning like really means is if in a reasonable amount of time, that's what the law says, if they are non-conforming to whatever it is that I thought they were going to be, what you've re, re, what you have presented them to be for me, and they do not conform to those to those expectations, then I can return them in a reasonable amount of time. And so if you can just articulate with one example of why 32 days was a reasonable amount of time, then guess what, boo-boo, you can get a return. So that means that you ask for a manager or you ask to talk to their legal department. And I can almost promise you, because I've done it more times than you could imagine, and I never use the word that I'm an attorney, that's not what I do, um, it makes a difference. So now all of a sudden the register, lady with the red shirt from Target or man, whoever it was that was so excited to tell you about the 32 days. Now everything changes because they're like, well, let me get a manager. And the manager comes, you tell them the same story. And they're like, okay, won't happen every time, but most of the time it'll probably happen to where they're probably going to do the return. Okay. And if, and if they do, now you walk out of that store with your, with your buggy and you kind of just throw the buggy cart over to the side. You don't even rack it up. You're like deuces. And then you go through the rest of that day like anybody else want a piece of me. That is where the self-confidence comes from. And then you can look in your mirror at the end of the day. And even if you felt felt, even if you felt uncomfortable, you may look at yourself like, you know what? I'm hot. I'm badass because you stood up for yourself. And even if let's say that Target, in, let's say Target decides that they don't want to still do the return. Guess what? You fought back. And that'll change the way that you progress for the rest of the day. And that's what I felt may be missing. Like maybe that's what I can do. And I've heard it from my client's voice when we give them that free information and they turn to us and they say, and they literally call us. And a lot of our clients will use like, you know, probably not the best language, but they'll call and they're just like, oh, I in the best of senses told told that insurance company, told that landlord to F off and they feel amazing for it. And that's what the whole concept of slash their tires is, is sometimes you gotta slash their tires. Not legitimately saying that. <laughs> it is a metaphor for something else. That's my other legal disclaimer there. So the idea of this series is going to be figuring out the topics that are important to hopefully the public as a whole and getting some type of law or information in that area that you can digest 
as a starting point, or maybe we have enough information in there that you can use it to empower you and weaponize you to fight back against some kind of injustice or mistreatment, um, just to make you feel more powerful. Like that's the whole entire idea of it. So like we were just talking about the UCC. And so one of the other areas that I really felt that this kind of sparked what I felt needed to get out to people was um, and Hurricane Michael hit the panhandle of Florida, October, 2018. And one of the things that transpired from that, that nobody thought about, like, yes, obviously you saw in the media that there was a lot of substantial damage, but what you didn't see was what happened afterwards. So the day, the day that the hurricane was hitting, I realized, cause this is the area of law that we, that we specialized in. We specialize in that property loss, fighting the insurance company when they underpay or delay or deny the claims. Um, we fight to protect the, the little people. Um, I knew that there is a substantial need for help right afterwards, right? So there's so many things that happen that nobody even thinks about. Most people assume everybody has evacuated and that is completely untrue. If you have ever dealt with a hurricane or storm in Florida, you know that most of the time it means that you're going to, you're going to spend, you're not going to have to go to school and you're just going to be able to play, um, all day outside while it's a little bit cloudy. So most, a lot of people did not evacuate. And so there was a substantial amount of people that were there. So we went up there right after my whole law firm and our loss consultants and assistants and paralegals went up there to provide volunteer work right afterwards. And one of the very first things that we saw was that all of these landlords had, there was substantial damage to rental properties that people were renting from and the landlords were not fixing this damage. And I will, to, to their defense, I always like to see things from both sides. So one of them was that there are landlords who couldn't fix it because they didn't have the money to fix it. There was there at that point in time, the insurance companies hadn't issued any payment yet, so they couldn't. So we stayed there for a couple of weeks afterwards and watched this unfold that not only was there substantial damage to these rentals, but then there was a lot of landlords that were requiring the, the property renter to pay rent. And so what they didn't realize and what I have no problem explaining, I didn't know. So, but what I do is, and people are like, what's the answer sometimes to law? It's Google. Doing a lot of Google, doing a lot of case law research, looking at statutes. And so I literally, while we were in our massive RV, I spent, stayed up all night one night and I just literally learned everything I could about the Florida tenant landlord law. And what I learned in there was that if you're, if, if at any point in time, there's a part of your rental. So let's say you're renting this apartment and a tree has fallen and, and crashed like and smashed half of this rental. And you only have access to, let's say, 50% of the rental because there is a tree that is on the other half. You have a constructive eviction. So you are not able to enjoy half of that rental. So what that allows you to do with the statute is you can send a letter. It's very specific to the statute of the type of letter that has to be sent. You send a letter to your landlord, giving them seven days to repair the property. And if not, then you are allowed to reduce your rent that you pay him by the amount of the property that you are no longer allowed to enjoy. So in that situation, if 50% of it is gone, then you could technically reduce your rent by 50% and that's what you pay him. 
Now, the statute makes it very clear it has to be a specific letter. It has to be sent to the landlord a specific way. And then it also, you have got to send it prior to your, your actual rent being owed. So what that meant that I did all night after I figured that out, I was like, you know what? We're going to create this letter. So we created this demand letter and I gave it out to hundreds of people to send to their landlords. And so that was an example of something that, that, that I loved giving that information out. We did it free, absolutely free. We had hundreds of phone calls from us. We had, there was a, a complex, there was a complex that, happened to own several different complexes in Panama City and they were absolutely disgusting with their behavior. They were demanding rent. They were evicting people, all of this stuff while their entire unit was just absolutely destroyed. Then they were wrongfully evicting people from other units um, by saying that there was substantial damage in some of the units and there really wasn't. So those were wrongful evictions. Um, so that was a huge piece of information that I was able to give people freely that was able to make them feel like they weren't being re-victimized. And that was really, you know, it was, it was moving for me to be able to provide that to them. Like, yes, I went to law school and I have a, a law license and, and I believe what we're supposed to be doing with that is giving back to the people who don't have that knowledge. And to always, there's a lot of attorneys who just believe that it, you should only be giving that information if someone's paying for it. And that's not what I believe that we're supposed to be doing. So that's what I'm hoping that this series can do is it gives that information out to people where I started seeing people on social media, like from people that had given the information from telling other people, hey, there's a demand for payment. Candace Colucci has it. Reach out to their law firm and you'll get it. And we'd get phone calls. They're like, hey, there's a letter. Can you give it to us? And we're like, absolutely. And they just felt like 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 the hurricane had already destroyed their house. The insurance companies weren't responding or they weren't doing what they were supposed to do. And it's like, and then all of a sudden the next slap in the face was their landlord or whatever it was. So this gave them a little bit of reprieve from that, that allowed them to build that self-confidence back to go, you know what? No, how about, how about not? How about this is what I know about my rights and you're not going to take advantage of me anymore. And so that's what I'm hoping that this series can do is that we can we can literally break it up into those categories of different types of law, of different types of legal issues that allows you to feel more empowered and allows you to stand up for yourself in a way that you weren't able to do before. And um, and so that's what I'm hoping that it does. And so with that, I will say what I guess other people say, which is subscribe to my YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Send us questions of any type of areas that you guys have felt that you're being victimized in. And um, we'll have people on the show, um, legal experts in other different areas that will come on. We'll talk about, you know, relevant topics and um, and then hopefully be able to turn your rights into our fights. And together we can fight back and hopefully make a difference in your lives. Don't get it twisted. Huh? I'm on my mission. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. New world.